Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Degani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh Concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup, Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Schmack's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and exciting. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode, so you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Again, these episodes are a bit of a different approach where we had a continuous long-form discussion that has been cut around topic areas into a few different episodes. So we start this episode leaving off from the prior Schmax Corner with a small amount of overlap to make the conversation flow make a little bit more sense, where Schmack discussed why we need revolutionary progress in our data management approach rather than small incremental progress. In this episode, we talk about why the pipeline approach to data isn't really working and how most current tools are intrinsically tied to that pipeline thinking and kind of how it made sense that those tools were developed for that. But if we really want this um, revolutionary progress, we need to rethink how to do that, that how the standard pipeline approach creates a bigger and bigger gap between data and value and how we have to move away from that. How can we learn from the operational world to get to very fast feedback and iteration in data? Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shmak Degani. So if I give one litmus test, are you assuming a synchronization? Synchronization is the Achilles heel of any um, distributed system, right? Whether it's a human system or machine system. So it would be that. But I think to be like a bit more example, give you a bit more examples, maybe we just, let's just navigate this 
hierarchy of assumptions and see where we go. I, I think exactly like um, when people, I, I talked to somebody recently about um, master data management in data mesh and like the, essentially it was, well, you kind of have to have it more at the domain level and you, you like the concept of master data management is that there is a master. And so it probably needs a different phrasing. It probably needs a new terminology because you, you, when you federate, when you decentralize and there is, you know, differences and fun between that, but like you are centralization is beneficial until it's not right. Exactly what you talked about. There's a plateauing of there's more spend and there's not the same incremental value return or even no value return, negative value return. You've, you've hit those, those kind of inflection points because of how complex our data is. And so the domains, like, you know, you don't want to say every two pizza team domain, you know, subdomain of subdomain of subdomain needs to do, have this, you know, complex platform in and of themselves and all these things. But I mean, you, you started a company around this, right? You're, you're, you're saying that there's technology that is built around these assumptions. So like, is there a certain place where you think that these assumptions are the stickiest, where people aren't um, are, are, are the least willing to react to when you're, yeah. when you're having these conversations? Yeah, and I think the reason for it is that, um, you know, as long as this is a, a human problem, right, organizational people, but the technology and tools we use, they shape our behavior, they influence how we work. And because they, the technology has been organized around this meta operating model of the centralization and pipeline, then you know, those technologies are reinforcing that behavior. So let's let's make it a little bit more real with some examples. I think, you know, the 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 the, the, the main top level problem is the centralization in my mind. It's this assumption of collection of data in one place um, or multiple places, doesn't matter, nevertheless, but it's like the data team, the data warehouse, the data lake house um, kind of architecture. Not again, not the exact technology, but the architecture. But then the second level sticky problem that that creates is this pipeline thinking. So if you zoom out at a macro level within our organization, also across organizations globally, we have organized our activities, our goals, metrics, technology around pipeline. So you move data or transform out of your applications and then you put it into the warehouse or the lake. And then you layer it with metadata and governance and observability. And then it's not finished yet. And then you pipe it into your ML flow pipelines. And then you extract a bunch of those and put them in your feature store. And then, and then, and then, and then pops out the other end, supposedly the value. So we've got this really like pipeline thinking, all of our, I bet that if you put a, I don't know, a, a challenge out there and say like 10 companies, 20 companies, drop your, you know, obfuscated enterprise data architecture, I bet they all look like a pipeline, boxes of stuff moving things around. And then what has happened is the technology vendors is okay, let me make this life easier for you. So I will give you 
the workflow, all of the state of the art workflow management technologies. I will give you the metadata discovery. I will give you catalog and so on and so on. So I'll give you a feature store. Like, I mean, all these different kinds of store popping up to trans transition data from one state to another. Uh, so then it's really hard for people to, you know, detach themselves from these sticky pipelines, reconfigure and reconnect these tools in this autonomous node graph pipelines that reduces that lead time from data to value across a single data product, reconfigure themselves and reshape their behavior. So the technology to reshape the behavior of the people doesn't exist. And that's, that's, that's kind of where I want to play is to give people superpowers to detach themselves from this pipeline thinking um, and then, you know, and then reorganize now their activities around kind of these nodes that are independently delivering value rather than pipelines. In fact, in fact, if data meshes, you know, become, if, if it becomes business as usual, I don't think we will ever say data pipeline because data pipeline is not to me a valuable, purposeful thing to do. It's a means to an end. And we keep talking about data pipeline. I'm not getting passionate about it. Uh, you know, that's why I want us to keep talking about data product and really pipeline disappears um, or becomes a, you know, third third class concern. Yeah, it's 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 not where the value is added. It, it's it kind of reminds me of the underpants gnome thing of you know stage one collect underpants step two eh? step three profit <laughs> and and uh, like it also reminds me a little bit of what you're talking about is kind of the processor wars from the early or from the like mid '90s about trying to just go to higher and higher frequencies and then you know as soon as multi threading came along where you've got, you know, you were saying synchronizing and synchronous versus async. And you think about like synchronous coordination and one, then two, then three, then four, then five, instead of like, hey, we're transforming this ball of, of information into an output that is a, a, you know, a usable information. You don't really care what step happens when, because it's about the output. It's about how you get to the thing. And you're providing that that capability to the people yeah. that are responsible for for doing that via the platform and the tooling and things. But it's not yeah. like you must do A, then B, then C, then D versus, hey, here's a list of things that, that need to be part of this output. But how you do that when, like, it doesn't matter, right? Like yeah. what matters is, is the value output. And does everything have to have, you know, five nines of quality, whatever you want to call your different quality metrics when it's like the use case doesn't require that. So why would you spend on that? Be well, but that's because our process requires that to get through this gate, we must have this much completeness or this much exactly what you're talking about. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can go on and on. We can have like a whole episode around what is happening at the macro level around this whole idea of data pipelines, like this pipeline architecture that I just described, um, you know, it, it's, it's consuming so much of human effort and machine effort and money to keep it a check, like to automate it further and further, but it's still fundamentally the same thing. We're just keep, you know, creating this really complex and hairy, um, solutions that take us further and create more and more gap from that data to value. 
uh, and we're throwing more tech at it, more money at it. We, we, we keep introducing these siloed personas. Like the reason we have a data app developer on one side, and then you have, you know, your analysts, data science on the other side, and now five sectional fragmented roles in between. Now we have ML engineer and analyst engineer and data engineer. And the reason we just define these roles and give people tasks that has no direct feedback as the value that they generated with that end outcome is because of this pipeline. I mean, if aliens came to, some say alien civil, advanced civilization came to Earth and looked at this, I, I bet they will have a big giggle as we creating this really complex system that is not inherently designed around immediate, fast feedback and value. And that's what the software developer in me just kind of feels the pain because if you talk to app developers or software developers, they love showing value and having that rapid feedback. So conversely, in the operational world, that's where I came from, in the microservices world, we redesign ourselves around that rapid feedback uh, of the, the value, right? So we created those two pizza teams. We created cross-functional teams. We created microservices that deliver APIs as a product. Like all of these movements have happened uh, in 19... Was in 1995. My, I think one of my first jobs, I was writing a workflow engine. Time moved, like we moved, like we actually. The word orchestration is almost a dangerous word to use in operational systems. We say choreography because orchestration, by definition, is a point of synchronization because you have a centralized definition, like single definition of your orchestration, and that's that's it's well known to be restrictive and you know, fragile when it comes to distributed systems. Orchestration, automated orchestration is almost a, I don't know, badge of honor that you put on the product that you're using. It's still a very much of a today's concept within the data world. So, so yeah, so this is, I think this is one of the stickiest problems that we have. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others, and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat Data Mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.